The antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck. You found The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. Thanks for joining us. You know, it's always fun to find the music of an artist who's a long way from being typical. He is the artist most definitely isn't typical. He began in the mainstream and had quite a bit of success there. But after becoming a Christian, his music took on a faith flavor. As he mentions in our talk, that Christian aspect of his music is now at the front and center. The music of He is the Artist is sometimes referred to as experimental. I don't really hear that, but maybe it's because he brings in such a huge mix of styles. Our opener, Snake Charmer, carries an EDM style. But listen to what comes out on the Afrobeats remix of his song, Childish. After that, we'll jump into the first part of our talk with Lehman Bassey. He is the artist. Oh. 
Bassey is the man behind He is the Artist, and he's joined the Antidote for a Talk. Lehman, great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I have to say, I was reading the bio for He is the Artist, and it calls you an American Christian singer-songwriter. But, you know, that's too simplistic. I mean, I can see how the Christian part of it fits. But you need to tell us, is dealing with faith the center of your music? Definitely God is the center of everything that I do. I do have a secular approach, meaning for those who don't know what secular means, it means uh, mainstream, like what you would hear on the radio. I do have a secular approach to music, but I definitely, at the center of everything that I do is God. Something else from your bio. It talks about you being from Central Islip. (laughs) So now I'm a Canadian, so you've got to help me out. Where is that? Now, Central Islip is the town that I live in. It's in the, the state of New York. Kind of like uh, what you guys have in Canada. It's like a, a region. Like, like how um, Vancouver and Ontario are, are like regions. It's kind of like that. So I'm in, I'm in the, the state of New York. And Central Islip is the town that I live in in New York. You've got to explain the name. He is the artist. Um. Well, the meaning of he is the artist is God is the artist. That's the meaning of he is the artist. Mm-hmm. 
Muse the artist is really well known for taking one of his songs, tearing it apart, rewriting the lyrics, and rebuilding it as something completely new. So tonight you'll be hearing multiple versions of many of his songs. We just had the metal instrumental version of What Did I Do? And before our next part of the interview, we'll hear a vocal version of the song. What do I do? Why do I feel? What did I do? What did I do? What did I do to feel so sad? What did I do? I what did I do? I do. I do to feel so sad. What did I do? There's been a lot of talk lately about artists removing their music from Spotify, but really, you've gone way past that. Much of your catalog you created as Lehman Bassey, and the earlier He is the Artist music has disappeared. Does that mean you were disappointed by it? No, I just, it's just a change in direction in my music. Some of the music will be uh, re-released soon, but it's going to be in a different format. It's going to be additional songs to, and to tell uh, a fuller story of, of what I was trying to get at with my music before. On Bandcamp, I was able to track down Bring Me Back to Life, which was under the Lehman Bassey name. Oh, you, well, you found that one. So definitely that was a earlier song of mine that doesn't represent what I do now. But it definitely was a part of my history. And, you know, if you, you saw it, you um, definitely is um, part of my musical growth. Well, the lyrics of that song speak about not being okay and crying out to God for help. When you cried out to him, did it work? Yes, definitely. That was actually my first song when I was at a crossroads, if I really wanted to do uh, secular music or religious music. So that was actually my first song that I ever wrote on my own, actually. And that was a cry to help to God to help guide me through this transition. So that was actually a, a special song to me, but only not a song that represents my full musical capabilities, but definitely is a song that is important in my journey. You talk about them as almost if there's a wall between mainstream and Christian. 
does there have to be? Can you not do both? Yeah, I definitely have. A, I definitely do both, but I do have my mor- morality actually stops me from doing and and singing about certain things. So there definitely is a line that I have there, but they definitely can be emerged. You know, like uh, artists like Whitney Houston kind of bridge the gap um, between gospel and mainstream music. But I definitely want to go a little bit further. But I'll, obviously, my my religion. Uh, makes me have boundaries uh, with it. Sierra with Bring Me Back to Life. I'm disappointed that so much of its music has disappeared. I mean, I've read about some other He Is The Artist releases that I'd really like to hear, like the EP's Adam and Eve and Roots, but I guess they're gone for good. So let's go back to Lehman to hear about his perfect cover song, I Want You Around. I have to say that he is the artist might be on track to be the most confusing artist I've ever spoken with. I mean, it's impossible to put you in a box. You range all over the place. EDM, R&B, soul, jazz, neo-soul. You don't like to play it safe? I definitely don't like to play it safe. I definitely like to, to do a little bit of everything to reach as many people as possible. Well, then your fans must react to those changing styles. What do they have to say? You know, some, you know, it definitely it's, it's appealing to a broad range of tastes, and it's okay. 
no, you don't have to like every song on my catalog because it's meant to be for a different person. But I definitely want to reach the word, the word of God to as many people as possible. Then those fans that have been following you from the mainstream, are they still accepting of you delivering a Christian message? I definitely have a different fan base from when I first started. And, um, but I do see some people, do see a repost of my original song, um, Honey. That was my first single ever. And I do see on social media, some people reposting that song from where, wherever they can find it. So uh, that's actually always nice to see. Um, but I, I definitely have a changing fan base and I, and, and that's okay. You know, that, that is what, what will lead me to, to salvation. Exactly. Something else about he is the artist is that you're known for cover songs. You released a really great one with your cover of Snow Allegra's I Want You Around. What grabbed you about that song to make you want to record it? You know, I saw this, uh, the song in the music video and I know uh, Snow Allegra's is, is definitely uh, compared to Sade and I think it's mostly because of her appearance because her sound is not anything like uh, a Sade, you know, she's more of a smooth jazz singer. Um, and I wanted to bring a little bit more of Sade to that song and also religion because the music video was beautiful with her, with um, Snow, Snow Allegra by the sunset. So I, I kind of wanted to make it a little bit more Sade, a little bit more smooth jazz and have a little nostalgia to it with the, uh, with the, the crackles because, you know, a lot of times, uh, actually the album cover for uh, I want you around is uh, like black and white, and I wanted to bring a, that nostalgia to it uh, with a, with a, like a lo-fi kind of vintage feel to it. Well, there's a major point of your version of "I Want You Around," and it's that you reworked the original lyrics to reflect the Lord. Yeah, that is correct because that is the center of everything in my world. So th I definitely wanted to bring God into it because. You know, I, I want you around could mean a lot of different things. Not everybody has um, like a, a lover there, but God is eternal. And God is somebody that I personally want around. Um, so many people want to around, especially during this, this tough time period. It's not that I want you
songs leave me wondering if there's a preference. And I guess what I'm asking, is it better for an artist like yourself to do something familiar, like a cover song, or to record something entirely original? See, I, I, I just like cover songs. Um, I like cover songs, and I do originals as well. Um, I do what, what I enjoy doing. I have a great distributor, the cover song distributor um, called Sounddrop. They focus on cover songs, and I just love doing them. So it's just just something that I love to do, um, and I also love originals as well. Um, but you know, just uh, just turning something um, into uh, a, d- a different form is, is what I what I love. Since I brought up the Snow Allegra cover, here's another one. You did a pair of covers for the single Maxwell song, "Something Something." One was straight up and the other a disco funk version. And it was interesting because the songs came with a note from you. This two-track cover single is meant to get people dancing during this harsh pandemic. (laughs) Now, I don't know about you, but have you been doing much dancing over the past two years? See, uh, not really. I haven't been doing much dancing, but definitely in your room anywhere your bedroom in, in the living room just something to bring optimism something fun um it definitely was a, a fun cover not something to you know not something to uh you know depress you or anything like that which just something meant to bring joy um at least for the three minutes that you were listening to it Slip you up my mellow spoon 
smooth jazz cover of Maxwell's Something Something. I don't think he is the artist actually intends people to pick and choose which version of a song they prefer, but I guess that's bound to happen. So, take your pick. Here's the same song done as Disco Funk. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
while I know that the pandemic has affected everyone personally, but what about being an artist? How much of an effect has that had on you? It definitely limited my ability to perform places. And that was, um, that's unfortunate, but I definitely have been keeping myself busy putting out new work. There's a collaboration coming up soon, and I've just been focusing on my, my recording during this, t- this time period. But it has been tough in terms of performing. Yeah, for everyone. Yeah, it's really been unfortunate. In some cases, it's killed the artist's career. Absolutely, but I, I found a way to keep going, and I just have so much more new music coming because I have all this time to myself now um, that I would be you know, on the road or something otherwise. Earlier on, I mentioned how he is the artist sometimes releases different versions of a song. One that stands out is Boom. The remastered version is about proclaiming Christ, and that was even a hit on Christian radio. The explosion version is completely different. I mean, it tells of an intimate moment with a woman. Maybe you could explain them. Yeah, so Boom is definitely a Christian version. It's about, I I say, Jesus Christ in there. So that definitely is about God and Jesus Christ. So um, the the love version is is the song just about, you know, well, it it is about a woman, um, but it's just about just bringing two lovers together. And um, and just cherishing those moments, and the explosion version is a little bit has a hip hop kind of flavor to it, um, but it's definitely just a fun version to dance to and to enjoy, depending on your your taste and your preference. You know, I just I just have fun doing different versions of um of of things, just just like the, how there's different versions of the Bible, there's different versions of of my songs. That's a good way of putting it. I never would have thought of it that way.
This is Here's the Artist, and you've got the antidote. huge difference between the songs, and it was as simple as altering the lyrics. We first heard the Christian faith-filled Boom remastered, then the more worldly version on Boom, the explosion. Next up, he is the artist and I head back to one of his earlier EPs. We should talk about the 2019 EP, The Book of Mary, from He is the Artist. Christians often neglect Mary. What was it that made you want to record this? Um, it definitely was about, um, I have two songs on there um, with the word virgin in it. So it definitely was uh, talking a lot about um, uh, like this Me Too era and all these other things um, that are kind of geared towards women and, and, and their rights. And I just wanted to go into just discussing, uh, having a, a musical conversation about um sex and because a lot of times it's not not discussed on in christian music but i didn't want want to leave the door open to discuss those type of things you certainly do that on the book of mary i guess i'm thinking of the first two songs as you were mentioning virgin and if i were a virgin again the songs are about regrets 
Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's about regrets, but um, you know, you're not alone in this. And I just want to make make it um known that there's a lot of people out there going through through things and that they're they're not alone. You were talking about your time in the mainstream and your new role in performing as a Christian artist. Do you ever regret the past in the mainstream? Um, it definitely helped me to be a little bit more free in my Christian writing because um, I don't have those uh, inhibitions or or think or you know I, I can really sing about the topics I want to sing about and especially because um, especially the Book of Mary that was um, one that's very daring in the Christian um, realm to really talk about. Because sex is not a sin, obviously before marriage we we condemn that. But um, I definitely wanted to have those those conversations, and so I definitely don't regret my time in the mainstream because it helped help me be more free in talking about these tough topics. Well, then I'm curious as to how Christians have responded to those songs. They've been accepting of them, or have they had questions for you about that? Oh, there are definitely questions that do arise. You know, I'm, that's why I'm here. I'm, I'm here to open up the Christian religion into just having tougher conversations, especially because um, there was a, a supermodel out, out there. Well, actually, it was Miss, she was Miss USA named Chesley Christ. And uh, it's ironic that her name is Christ, but it's spelled K-R-Y-S-T. And she recently committed suicide. And... I just wanted to um, open up the floor to conversations so things like that don't happen, especially people who are going to church every Sunday and still not feeling like their their voice is being heard by God. And I just wanted to open up the floor to, you know, those type of people, which is the, probably the majority, but we'll never know because, you know, they're suffering in silence. Like a virgin, come and talk to me. It's not me, it's you. I like. It's not me, it's you. I like. It's not me, it's you. I like. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's alright. I got what you need in the morning time. Come and talk to me in the morning. I'm not
Once again, a pair of songs. First was Virgin, followed up by If I Were a Virgin Again. Those might be tough topics for some Christians, so let's hear more about that from Lehman. I want to bring up topics that Christians often don't want to talk about, that we should be talking about. Do you think you'd ever have a song that you would say would be off-limits for you to, to speak about in a song? Um, there definitely is no topic like that. 
especially because you know everything is about you know spiritual growth especially the book of mary that really opened up um my real thoughts about things um, before then it was kind of just like i was alluding to things but i wasn't actually saying it but that album really opened up the floor to pretty much anything anything that a person is suffering with just to kind of speak on it and and set their soul free I want to bring in another song from the Book of Mary, Childish, the Dance Hall Remix. The lyrics say, They want to know why I'm childish. Can't be street in the middle of the week, but on the weekend, I'm a thug. I said I'm childish. Remember the good days, people. And so many of us tend to look at the past and say, Oh, those were the good days. Do you ever do that? Oh, yeah, definitely I do, but... It's about reflecting on um, your past, and sometimes it's not always always positive. It's really about childhood trauma. So you know, sometimes when we look back at the good days, we see also the the bad things that we did, or the bad things that happened to us. A song about reflecting on those things and and just trying to heal from from everything that that you went through. Then, what about you personally, Lehman? Do you have things that you regret from your past? Um, yeah, uh, def- well, <laughs> the, the, my song Honey was definitely really sexually driven. Yeah, so um, I definitely, I would say I'm, um, as, as I'm a Christian artist, I'm more of like a, a reborn Christian, I guess you could say. Because mm-hmm. cause at first, um, you could definitely tell that I was not a practicing Christian because of what I was putting out and... Uh, you know, I'm just re- I'm reborn Christian and growing every day. So that's that's how uh, I'll put it. So as you see me putting out work, um, people who are who are just converting, we're com- we're all growing together.
There we had it, two versions of Childish, the original and the Dancehall remix. And if you were really, really paying attention, we also heard the Afrobeats version earlier in the show. I don't think there's any question that with the eclectic styles of He is the Artist, the music might be a stretch for some listeners. But I always think that pushing yourself in a new direction can be great just like what happened with Lehman when he became a Christian. You know, I love having a feature with just one artist, but that also means when great new singles come in, they're left unplayed. So the antidote changes around next week as I bring in a lot of new music and a talk with a brand new artist. Tune in the antidote for our chat with Mr. Weaverface. We have just one last part of our talk with He is the Artist. And I guess I couldn't think of a more appropriate final song than The Exodus. Thanks for coming, and I'll see you next time. A few minutes ago, you hinted at new music coming out. And the rumor mill has it that you have a new release that's on its way. Can you give us some details? Yes, it's the Boom Love version. So it's actually a re-release of that song. And... Um, it's, it's going to and have a special remix coming. Um, it's a Grammy Award-winning gospel artist is on there, and I'm I'm really thrilled about that. And especially for the for the remix, nobody has heard the remix yet, so that's exciting for me. <laughs> and when can we expect that? Uh, sometime I have I don't have a release date yet, but it's going to be within the next couple of months. Well, I would say next next uh, two three months. Great. I've been asking you about all kinds of things, but here's the important one. Why do you create music? I create music. Well, one, the first one is now for God. You know, God is the one who leads me to create what he wants me to, to create. And also to open, open the minds and, of people in the Christian religion, because um, we have too many people dying of suicide, even pastors, um, of just internal turmoil, I want to open the doors for them to really speak on what they want, what they need to speak on. I've got to say, Lehman, I really appreciate you taking time for the antidote. Thanks for this talk about he is the artist. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you. Um, this song is dedicated to everybody struggling with believing. 